Welcome back to episode 10 of the 643 Podcast, presented by Thirsty Goat Entertainment. My name is Taylor Shaw, and oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. And this man here, he goes by the name of Blakey Biceps, and his arms are so big, he can't even turn to wipe his own ass. Let's go! Then we got my man, Ethan Turner. He throws two seams, and he plays with your heartstrings. We're closer to baseball. Facts. Hey, you got we your are. mic turned up this week? Yeah. Uh, it looks like, uh, yeah, it, it's it's hitting the red. <laughs> let's, I'm going to stay in the red. Let's hope we don't have it too loud. Well. <laughs> Watch. It'll be blowing people's fucking yeah, eardrums out yeah, now. They're going to have to take out their headphones when they're listening. Trial and tribulations. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so speaking of being closer to baseball, um, throughout this early stages in our podcasting career uh, with this show, I feel like we've been more on the negative side towards major league baseball would you say yeah uh they didn't so, really give us an option to be well there. i mean you you are correct there about was that. very little positivity there. <laughs> you, you are correct about that but so, we have been talking negatively flip the script yes and we'll, I, uh, turn around flip it and reverse it i do i want to give mlb a little shout out here because i've been noticing a trend um, I want to know who they hired to do their like digital promotions, their digital videos, their social media videos, whoever made that decision to hire that person and that person who's doing that raises all of them. Cause I'm going to assume videos. that they're young. Yeah. I, they're incredible. There's two videos that come to mind right now. When the baseball season was announced, it was that TikTok video. Yeah. That was fire. Hype Absolutely lit. Still I, fucking hype. I wanted to go like take BP and literally, I didn't have TikTok at all. And now you have TikTok. I downloaded it just because of that video. And I follow MLB and the Red Sox. Literally. That's how awesome that fucking video was. Buddy. It was good. And then the holiday weekend, July 4th. Um, shout out, America. We have a new video. The welcome back video. Right. That kind of like pans all the stars in the game. Um, and the welcome back song. Obviously, that's a classic. Everybody loves that song. Um, but these two videos, man, like awesome. And are we seeing a conscious effort from MLB to like grow the game with this stuff? Let me just throw us out there real quick. What about when that beat dropped and belly crushed that fucking smoked one out? He crushed it and like bad flip the shit out of it. Whoever did it. That was had the gun cock. Right, yeah, and the beat drop with yeah. him just cocking that ball. I mean, set it up perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. Whoever's doing this shit, kudos to you. I fucking love it. Now, I'm still gonna be that pessimistic asshole. Oh no, here we go, and say that was just two videos. I've seen a True. couple of MLB videos that were like okay, like throughout the years, but then during the season they just fail. I want up here. It's the biggest uh, tragedy in baseball history this year in 2020, the way it's been shit on. And they announced the MLB.TV subscription. It's 60 bucks, whatever. It's not really a discount because now instead of less than a dollar a game, you're paying a dollar a game, 60 bucks, 60 games. True. And there's still fucking blackout restrictions. When the fuck is that. baseball going to get their head out of their ass? And make it accessible. Yes, because... You talk about, oh, we want to grow the game, Manfred. We got to. They are. We got to. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck TikTok. I I dig the video, but if you really want to grow the game, drop the fucking blackout rules. And, you know, there is one one more thing I want to stay on that positive note just for a second. Um, In these videos, they are promoting showboating. Yeah. They're promoting swagger. Yeah, that's change right there. And. you can tell it's changing because when the players see that promoted as their own league promoting that, yeah. what are they going to do? They're going to try and make those videos, right? Right. So they're going to show about a little more. They're going to, uh, they're going to play with a little more swag. And I go back to the NBA all the time. Those dudes are allowed to show so much emotion, so much, uh, swagger and so much like hype. Um, and what do kids like our, uh, the younger generation, what do kids love the NBA? And I think that's part of it. So if the MLB can, you know, work with these videos and promote this 
this showboating and I'm not talking about disrespectful showboating. No. I'm talking about just fun. I don't know. I, I, fun, I, I, I kind of like disrespectful showboating too. Well, in in a way. It, it's part of it's it. It's competition. Yeah. It's like, part of it. Like, I don't know if anybody remembers but Louisville versus Vandy a couple years ago. Oh, that was oh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I fucking love that. Fuck you. Yeah, so Louisville's pitcher Luke Smith gets a big out. He's walking off the diamond after the, the dude had called time on him like three times and started to piss him off. Finally strikes him out and he points at him and yells, fuck you to him like three or four like times. Like three times. Yeah, at least. And it was quite obvious. Camera caught him doing it. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> he goes out the next inning and gets shelled. Well, I can't really say he got shelled. I think he only seen like two batters. But anyways, they lose the game and everybody was giving him shit about it. When if you go back and look, he had thrown like 120 pitches coming into the next inning. So he shouldn't have made right. it. But to back up there... Some people were roasting him for doing that. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, fuck you too, because he's a competitor on the highest level of competition Absolutely. right there. You're going to get emotional. You you don't think ESPN's pointing a fucking camera at your face. And, and let me throw this at you. If a basketball player does that, do they shit on him? No. No, absolutely no, James not. James Harden is glorified for absolutely being not. the biggest trash talker out there. So if, if you can, if you create this narrative with these videos and these highlight tapes of these dudes showboating and, and being competitors and just right. showing emotion, it'll change. It, it'll just naturally change. I will go ahead and say that the Jose Batista bat flip like changed everything. That I, was, I would, so, I would there say was that's plenty a of showboating point. before that, but dude, that was such a big moment in baseball. Yeah. That was a good one. Like it's a big turning well, point. The Reds just put one out yesterday at the oh. end of Oh buddy. The, the Castellanos? Yes. So I didn't cast the blast those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at first it was just behind like behind the shell right. when they were taking BP from the Reds view of it. And I saw him hit it and I thought it was just off like they were just taking batting practice and he crushed one. So then come to find out, no, it was fucking off of Trevor Bauer. Right. Like they were pitching. like live pitching, and he fucking murdered that Trevor, baseball. <laughs> Trevor Bauer's going to call him Casty Banos because he shit all over that ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. And it, like, But in that video, like he's playing around, hits it, fucking bat flips the oh, shit yeah. out of it, tosses his helmet, like being funny. like, And he smiles after it. Like everyone's having fun. Like even Bauer was smiling on the mound. Right. Now, granted. It is. That's their own team. Right. But, like, but still. But I think a few years ago, you didn't see that shit in practice. No. No. So to your point. Right. Like, it's it's becoming a thing. Now, do I think Honest. do I think Cassiano's going to blast one like that, turn his back to right. the dugout, and throw his bat into the infield during a game? I don't think no. so. No. But it, you will see some type of, like, animation from that guy. Oh, yeah. absolutely. There's a, there's a gif I could show you of when he played for the Cubs last year. He hits a whole, like a big home run to put – I think they were playing the Brewers. Put him up. And he, it, he was, like I said, he was traded at the All-Star break, I think, or just after. It was before the deadline. He hits a shot to put the Cubs up, and he turns around and, like, points at the dugout of his of, you know of the Cubs, points at him and says, let's fucking do this. Slams his bat down with two hands. I think and, I remember that. Yeah, like, dude, that, that, that kid's fucking good, and he amps me up. Like, I'm so depressed yeah. to see him in a Reds uniform. I was hoping the Cubs were going to lock him yeah, up. Yeah, especially in the same division. Like, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> dude, he doesn't get enough talk, man. People don't realize. No, but Castellanos he, is a G. Dude, he led the entire league in doubles by a long shot, and he didn't even get any credit for it because he did half of them in the AL and half in the NL, so right. he didn't even get the Where'd lead. Where'd he come from? Uh, Detroit originally. Detroit. Detroit. That's he why no tiger, one knows about right? him. <laughs> he, was a t- he was a Tiger, then went to the Cubs, and then it was a free agent in the Red side of Preview. the you, a later segment, the Reds open with the Tigers yeah. this year. So yeah, that'll be fun. I got a little something to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, get to that. Here oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so if we're going to throw a little positivity towards MLB, you know, we got to bounce it out with some more negativity. Yeah, here's the uh, shit. And uh, the, this one's pretty serious because we have some COVID-19 testing issues going on uh, with MLBs and their camps. So... Uh, what happened over the holiday weekend as uh, teams were tested Friday, but still no results on Monday, which caused the A's, the Astros, the Nationals to name a few. And there might be more that I heard there might be more. They had to cancel practices and workouts because they didn't get tests back and they didn't get the results. So they couldn't they couldn't move forward because they didn't know, you know, if any of their players, you know, had COVID-19. Right. So it, and I do think part of this, obviously holiday weekend, it's difficult. 
and this is this entire situation is new um so they're doing a new situation over a holiday weekend i get it tough to do but you've got to figure it out you can't have slip-ups like this because if you have slip-ups like this it, it, it could derail the entire thing i would say though if they're gonna have slip-ups no better time than now though from a positive True. standpoint True. Because if this happens in the season, you're talking about potential games getting canceled. Right. And I, I heard reports of testers, people, you know, distributing the test, not even right. showing up or showing up super late. Um, and then obviously you have the results not getting back. But So they must be pissed off about the prorated salary too. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like you definitely can't, like you said, you can't have this during the season. No. How many? What do we say? How many days are they getting tested a week? Twice. Twice a week. Right? Every other day. Every other, yeah, it's every other day. Is it actually right? every other? I thought it was twice. It's, Maybe it's every it is. other day. I think it is. So then, yeah, why is. why is this person testing not just there with the team twenty four seven? Well, they're they're allowed to go home. Well, obviously that, but like they should be there. You know, they should be set to the same standards as the players. Yeah, they should show up the same time the players. Do. Oh, you're talking they about the tester? The yeah, tester, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the players. Oh, not sorry. the players. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, the person testing well, that, that shouldn't be an issue. They should be with the team. That's kind of the you know the gripe is right. like, why are they? You know, why are they not here? You know, so it's definitely difficult. Hell, MLB, I'm free. I'll issue test. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. No, but yeah, it, I'm not sure. Um, I think the holiday weekend had to do a lot with it, but, and then, you know, the MLB did come out and say that they are trying to open up a new facility to run these tests. Yeah, through, I did besides see they're, one. they're trying to do their everything themselves. Yeah, so obviously that's going to help, but let's just as a collective here, hope to God that they figure this out. Well, I can tell you one thing, like from a Cubs fan standpoint, David, like some of the Cubs players, have, like Chris Bryant and them had, Showing some displeasure didn't he about have an it. issue? Yeah, he, it, same thing as everybody else. His test didn't come back. And he was a little pissed pissed off about it. So <clears throat> they talked to David Ross, and they're like, hey, man, they're like, this can't happen. And Ross pretty much assured them that he, he won't allow it to happen. As their manager, he's taking a stand, and he's really getting down to MLB's throat like, hey, get your shit together. Yeah, I mean. It, but you're, not- you're the one that gave us a month to get the season together? So. Get the shit together. I saw. Well, you said the Astros were one of the teams that had to cancel over the weekend. Right. Other things I did see today, they were on the field taking BP. So I saw that on Facebook or something. So, so they probably got the results. They got the results. Assuming they got the results back, which it sucks. They had to miss a day or two, but at least better now than later. Yeah. Yeah, and, so, and then I did see where the MLB had on Friday. It was the. I guess the opening screening tests. Yeah. And then starting Monday, maybe maybe it was just like miscommunication. I don't know. Was Monday was supposed to be starting like the every other day thing. And that might have been some miscommunication. I don't know. But whatever the case may be, they got to get on the same page. And they got to communicate correctly with the players and the teams and the coaches because just can't have it moving forward. It could fuck it all up. Yeah, there definitely needs to be some more transparency there. And with that being said, Blake, I want to pass it to you because you texted me this weekend on this holiday weekend. And how uh, drunk were you when this happened? Oh, because I, I sent Saturday? it to you and it was like three or four. I can hours account later. if it was Saturday, he was toasted. Saturday, yeah, we, <laughs> I had three or four phone conversations with him and we're, I don't even know if he remembers them. I, do. I would love to dig but through our text messages. We're pretty. We, we were getting after it. Let's just say that. We were getting after it. But, I mean, it was America's birthday. Shouldn't everybody <laughs> been getting after it? But, yeah, I, I do want to pass it to you and go ahead and let you uh, introduce this small little talking point we're going to have here because, boy, it was something. Yeah. So, well, here you go. I texted you at 4.30. At 4.30, I texted you that, I said, John Carlos Stanton just about killed Tanaka. And I finally get your reply at 8.30 that evening. So, in the meantime, I saw that text. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, he probably just fucking attacked him or something. Like, they got in a fight during practice. Right. That's, that's where I was thought this was going. That's <laughs> that where was, I was my go- thought. Right. <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> okay, good. <'cause laughs> no, that was my thought. So, here, here I am, and I get the – because we were in, like, a pool all day. So, I finally – 
we get out of the pool and we're like driving and I see this text from Blake and it's like, dude, Stanton almost just killed Tanaka. And my first thought was like, good, fuck him. <laughs> like That's what you texted me. You said good period. Then with another text, fuck them, period. But I said, like I said, there you are. <laughs> here is here was my thought process. Like I thought Tanaka and their live like scrimmage came in like high and tight on yeah, Stanton. That's exactly right. my thought. And thoughts. Stanton was like not having it. He was like, Hey Tanaka, why are we doing this during uh inter squad scrimmage, right? Right. And I thought Stanton got pissed, charged the mound, about killed him. And I was like, Hell yeah. Yankees are going to have chemistry issues. <laughs> right. It's going to open up a door for the Red Sox because the Yankees are all going to hate each other now. And then you send me the clip. And then I went, oh, <laughs> I can't even make a joke about that. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. So anybody that has not seen this, just look up Stanton Tanaka on Google. You'll find a video. Tanaka, they're doing like a, a live BP. So <clears throat> Tanaka's pitching and Stanton hits a fucking shot up the middle and Tanaka didn't even get his glove up and it hit him right off the dome and my initial reaction when I seen that was oh fuck like like he's dead yeah like dude he got like I, I was gonna say this earlier when you were talking about Castellanos' bat flip stat cast should be required to be in practices for one I would like to see how far Castellanos home run went and what the uh, bat speed was right. all coming off the bat same for this. I now that so Tanaka his test came back fine. He's good. Yeah, he's he's like, not even hurt. Like I'm never getting in a fight with that dude. Like fuck that. Well, it, yeah, honestly, I think he did like a slight duck, and I think it might have saved his life because could you imagine if that templed him or whatever? But I think it got him kind of like in the back of the head because I, I don't think care. He, Let me hit you with a hundred. No, no, I get it. But like I think just everything lined up perfectly where it hit him in like the correct spot. Yeah, but. Like I said, I wish there were stat casts because I would love to know how fast that ball was coming off Stanton's bat. Oh, it, it was a fucking shot. It was a shot. I mean, it was one of those like line ropes that never leave the like plane it's on. You know what I mean? Right. It, I mean, it was a shot. It was definitely gonna be a base hit up the middle. Ain't nobody's fielding that. So I mean, obviously, shout out Tanaka. Yeah, glad he's okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for a good recovery, we'd like to see him back on the mound. Yeah, he's he's a good pitcher, and you know, you know, we do shit talk the Yankees quite a bit over here on this show. Yes, you we never do. want to see anybody get hurt. No, not, not like that. No, Espe- n- never get hurt, but especially like especially now if they slipped in the shower and got a been. back spasm. Yeah, fuck him, I don't care. But I don't, I definitely don't want him to. Or if he was wrestling boars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if him and Stan was actually fighting and he got his ass kicked, it'd be kind of funny, but. No, I don't want to see a ball smoke some dude in the dome. No, that yeah, that was scary. Unless it was intended by the pitcher throwing at his head. Nah, I'll deal with that. Like if the Astros are batting? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> at least you're wearing a helmet. Like when Bregman comes up to the plate and gets smoked in the dome. That's expected. And he's wearing protection. Yeah. Always, always strap up. Absolutely. Right, Ethan? Protect that dome. <laughs> That's right. You only, you only got one melon, boys. Yeah, you got to protect that shit. If and not, now, like you said, Ethan, earlier, MLB is creeping up on us. Right. Couldn't be more excited. And we finally got schedule releases. Thank Ooh. God. Let's go. Round they actually applause. did a release show for that shit. I know, and I didn't tune in, but like, and the world of Twitter. I think I was at the grocery Dude, store. The last Cubs night was actually that. leaked like Came eight out. hours before. Well, it started at six. Yeah, like I, I got too much going on at six. But um, they need to do that every year. Let's do a big ass schedule release every year. That's cool as shit. Well, I mean, NFL does it, right? Which obviously that's sixteen weeks. But um, you could still every year cut it down and like highlight key matchups and key series and and stuff like that. Key pitching matchups. Like you could definitely do it. I think. I think that might be an unintended like benefit of the season is, you know, we, we get some more production things like that. You know, we could do a schedule release for an actual, you know, this 162 like, season. This definitely is going to hype up the rivalries. Like, Oh my God. If there's any new fans getting into baseball this year, no, but if the, as long as the season goes like we intend it to, it's the perfect season to be getting into baseball. No, it, it it's incredible. Um, the dog days of summer do not exist this year. No, absolutely not. It, it's, it's like high intensity right. at all times against your greatest rivals, you know. Um, so I, I just want to go around, you know, go, let's go around the table and just kind of get your your initial 
thoughts of your team and your initial thoughts just in general of that schedule release. Whoever wants to start it. So we're going to wait on key matchups and just talk about our club? Go ahead. Just start with your club. All right. Well, I think the outlook for the Cubs is, I mean, I, I, I think they'll be there. They were one of the hottest teams the first half of the season last year, and the injury bug got them. They're healthy as long as they don't – well, yeah, as long as they don't get a lot of stupid injuries, they'll, they'll be good. But, unfortunately, we already had one stupid injury this year when Jose Quintana decided to – I think he cut his finger open while doing dishes. Yeah, I saw that report. It was, that some, was, it was something weird. Yeah, let's normalize not doing dishes ever again. Yeah, <laughs> I, he, yeah, he like I think he cut a nerve in his finger. Oh yeah. So there you go. Our number four starter, who we needed now more than ever, hurts his damn hand while doing the fucking dishes. Yeah, that was, that was tough. That's yeah. tough. But as long as uh, that's the last freakish injury we have this year, we'll be all right. Uh, with the talents there, there's no reason we shouldn't be. But we're also playing the NL Central, which. It literally, four out of the five teams have a shot at making the playoffs. Well, that, that's why, like, I'm, the Pirates are the only team that I, I think are non-existent. I'm incredibly I, I jealous agree. of you two because that central race that's going to take place, both central race, like all together, right? I think that central is going to be, be insane. incredible. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to be there. The Reds are going to be there. The Cubs are going to be there. The Brewers are going to be there. And then like, you look on the AL side, you got the Twins, twins uh, Indians, the Indians, and then I think the White Sox. Uh, they've put a team. Yeah, together. they're hyped up. They'll be yeah. hyped up. So it's. You literally, you literally got the Tigers and the Pirates, and then everyone else in that central division. Well, the Royals. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I'll give you that one, too. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> and any other Royals fan, for that matter. But, yeah, man, it's going to be a – this division is going to be nuts. It is. It's, it's going to be nuts. I think you see, like, a lot of 35 and, you know – yeah, around that area. I think those, teams. all four of those teams, like in the NL Central, be, are going to be anywhere from like thirty-five to forty wins. The race is going to be like the the two game spread, of, like at the end of the season, is going to be like half game, half game, half game, half game, half game. Like right. everyone's going to be up there. That, and, and believe it or not, even though there's so much competition within the division, the Cubs and Reds, uh, the Reds are one, Cubs are two, for easiest schedule. Based off of the last first, year's records, right uh, against like the first month of the season. Yeah, or first, like that. For, yeah, first, first month days. of the gotcha. season. They're playing t- their schedule. The first month of the season uh, is under five hundred last year. Lord, so yeah, it's the Reds and the Cubs both have a chance to like jump out. This was where I was going to go with my like schedule. Yeah, the, Red, I mean, the Reds open with Detroit, and then they. Detroit, then they have the Cubs for four, and then they play Detroit again. Ooh, I so, legit, I legit think this actually was on my list of schedule, uh, like tough or good matchups. I think that Reds Tigers series is huge. If the Reds jump out three zero right off yeah, the bat, because the Tigers are supposed to basically they're the worst team in baseball. They were last year. They yeah, should be. The Reds should sweep. Them. And you got a new Reds team that's just completely boosted with talent. So you're gonna that's your first chance of seeing how good the Reds really are, and they should go out there and smack the shit out of the Tigers. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, the Reds with that, like they open with Detroit, then they get Chicago, they get the Cubs, and then at they, home. Yeah. It's the, it's in Cincinnati. Detroit again. Yeah, the the Reds aren't are your first like seven out of first ten games? Reds the first seven games for the Reds are at home. Yeah. So they have like they That's huge. If they can go out like five and two, jump out the season to start five and two. Huge. That'll be a huge win for like in my eyes and then you get Detroit again and then you got Cleveland for four and then Milwaukee for three so that first two weeks of the season the Reds have a really good chance to just jump out in front and then never look back because even if at the end of the month like the Reds have a really good chance of like having like a I don't know the first 30 games they can go like 20 and 10 if you're like 20 and 10 after your first 30 that's almost that's, that's almost a wrap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the good thing about that central, like I said, is if you're hovering just a bit over that 500 mark, you're going to be absolutely. I would say through your first 20 it. games, you need to be at least 10 and 10. Yes, I think if you're 10 and 10, you're still there and you're not too far back. But if you're not 10 and 10, it's going to be tough to climb out of that. And, and this is central speaking. <laughs> Let's just clear that up. That's the central. <laughs> so how are the Red Sox going to look this year? Listen. Um, 
I've got two initial thoughts when I saw this schedule drop. My first initial thought was I'm absolutely pissed off. And then my second initial thought was I'm absolutely fucking terrified. So the reason why, and I'll do this in two little spiels here. The reason why I'm absolutely pissed off is because the Red Sox and the Yankees play 10 times. Right. Right. The Red Sox travel to Yankee Stadium to play seven times, right. whereas the Yankees come to Fenway to play the Red Sox three times. How? How? That's I mean, fucked. you would think they could they could at least get six and four. You know what the MLB you know what does, I mean? man. You know who their love child is. That, I mean, you could at least give me six and four. I don't even want half and half. Just at least give me six and four. But you're going to make us travel to Yankee Stadium seven fucking times? Right. Well, how about this? Go up there and beat them seven fucking times. Now, that would be incredible. And this brings up another point for me back on the Cubs, not to like steal your shine here, but I forgot. i seen a list of mileage by team, what they have to travel. Mm, yeah. The Cubs by far have the least amount of miles to travel out of anybody, like by a long shot. Well, I think the Central, just in general, given it, it is a where lot of the located. Central teams were at the top, but the Cubs were like ridiculous. The Brewers low. didn't have far to go. Yeah, because they play Milwaukee. I mean, you play Milwaukee ten times. What are they like? Less than a hundred miles apart. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, and so that's why I'm pissed. Uh, I can't. Like, I get it. It's a clusterfuck. It's a sixty game season. We've never been here before. It's probably hard to schedule these things. But when you're thinking Red Sox Yankees, that kind of has to be a priority to at right. least like at least get a six four. You don't have to split us halfway, but at least get a 6-4. So I was pissed off about that. I think every division game should be 6-4. You would think. Every opponent matches. You would think. That's ridiculous not to. But. Um, and then I looked at the the first like couple series in detail, and that's when I got absolutely terrified. Because given, I get it, we got three straight at home against the Orioles. But listen, it's a 60-game season. I don't know. And we just lost Eduardo Rodriguez today. COVID-19 got him. He might not be back by those you know, first three games. He was supposed to be our opening day starter. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. He might opt out. Literally. This is true. I, I, who knows? Right. So uh, Baltimore, I mean, we got three at home against them. But here's where we go. We got two at home against the Mets. And then we got two away at the Mets. Then we got three straight away at New York Yankees and then two away at Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's tough. And I get it. Like people say the Mets, they're always good on paper and they should be good, but they always find a way to suck. They're definitely hyped this year. But listen, I mean, this is a Mets team who I get it. They're talented and there's no reason they shouldn't win. They, they, should, they should be good team this year. So if the Red Sox come out of the gates – and they scuff just because of that Mets, New York Yankees at Tampa Bay schedule. I mean, it could be over quick. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly terrified. I really am. Um, I hate being like a, you know, not confident Red Sox fan because that's not what people know me as. <laughs> I'm pretty, you know, uh, flamboyantly you know, aggressive with my confidence in them, but right. uh, I don't know, man. I I just don't have it right now. It, but you know, hey, ten games in, man, your your opinion might change. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's say they sweep the Orioles and they take those two uh, those two home games from the Mets, and they're five, five and, and zero. zero. Yeah, it's huge. You know, so then I'm back to being like 60 and fucking 0. Everyone in the goddamn MLB sucks I've seen that tweet. Us. You said 60 and 0. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I'm a little pissed, a little terrified. And hopefully by game six, my mind's changed. I yep. really hope so. For your sake, I hope so. So I was looking at the red schedule, and you said that seven and three thing. So that's a baseball thing all around. Across the board. Across the board, because we get the Cubs at home for seven. Go to Chicago only three times. And then we get the Pirates at home for seven and go to Pittsburgh three times. But That we, sucks. But we have to go to St. Louis seven times and only get them at home for three and, and Milwaukee for seven. So I didn't know they split it up like that, but it's still like – It's pretty dumb. Why? I don't know. <laughs> 
There's no way to make it 6-4? They they announced the Cubs and Brewers play first. There would be. You would do two three-game series at home and then one four-game series on the road. Yeah. I I I don't know. I feel like they botched that around around the horn. From what I'm looking, it's it's a four-game series and a three-game series, and then you travel to a three-game series on the road is what every game that I looked at before the Reds. I got you. But like other matchups I was looking at, like Cubs and Brewers, they open the season against each other. That would be good. It, 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 <laughs> it has set at home, and I'm like, all right, which home? I said, because we win in Milwaukee and Wrigley Field. <laughs> they, <laughs> Milwaukee's known as Wrigley North. Yeah, I was going to say, what's that called? Wrigley North? <laughs> Wrigley North. <laughs> but I think. Well, I it can't know. be now. Do what? Can't be now. What is that? Because there's no fans. That's true. That's well, true. we still kicked their ass there. Well, yeah, but it was more Wrigley North because so many Cubs fans showed up. To yeah, the game. dude, the fucking Brewers were so pity last year that you had to show them a Wisconsin ID to buy tickets to the Cubs Brewer series because the Cubs fans Shut were taking over. Swear, <laughs> that's how fucking pity they that's are. That's hilarious. <laughs> but not to not to shit on your socks, man. But I think pro one of the best matchups. I think Yankees and Rays. They play oh, their yeah. ten against each other in twenty eight days, and I think mark it down. Send it to the fucking bank. Whoever wins that series between the Yankees and Rays wins that division, in my opinion. I think the Rays are talented as fuck. Oh, yeah. Well, their their pitching is just yeah. ungodly. Yeah. They're, they're and especially fuck. because the hitters, I, I personally think the hitters are going to be further behind than the pitchers yeah. in the 60-game season. I, I think so. So if you have a bolstered-up starting pitching rotation, AKA you're going to own Reds. this shit. I mean, even... So you're right. I mean, the Rays, go. they've got the best rotation. Right. And you hope you hope your pitchers don't take long to get dialed in. Because I know, like, John Lester, the first month of the season, you can't even count on that guy. And after that, he's fucking money. So hopefully with it being the heat of the summer, they're dialed in, ready to go. Trevor Bauer tweeted today and said he's ready to go and will throw every four days. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't know how Does you're... Does he think Aubrey Huff's going to be in the box or what? <laughs> He's fucking amped up. I, I honestly don't. I don't see how you hold pitchers back in the sixty-game season. You can't. If like if they want to go, and they're go. like Michael Lorenzen for the Reds also came out and said he wants to pitch in every game if he can. Like how are you gonna tell Bauer? How are you gonna tell Lorenzen? How are you gonna tell Scherzer or Cole? Like hey, we're gonna pitch you five this game. We'll let you go seven the next. Like no, hell no. Sixty-game yeah. sprint, dude. I like seeing that out of the out. players too, though, because they're getting shit on as far as the salary goes, and they're like, "Fuck it, let's let's play, play me as much as you want." Yeah, I dig it. No, I, I, I would. I prefer to see a four-man rotation. I think five's just dragging it out for a 60-game season. So then Lorenzo made that little comment or whatever, and then I always like get on, like read the comments on these things. Just to, like, <laughs> There's always winners in the comments. I'm just sitting there. People are like, "Oh man, we just need a we just need to make him a, a hitter. He's a he's a great hitter. Put him at DH. He's a great hitter for a pitcher." And I said, "Yeah, you just proved your fucking point. <laughs> you said for a pitcher. Like we have so many at bats. You contradicting motherfucker. I was like, just <laughs> shut up. You all just let the team do whatever they want to do. You can almost manage. Like you I can, love you don't it. even hell. You don't even need a manager in a sixty game sprint. I don't think." Just let the players let go the out players there and do fucking it. do whatever they want. Kind of like like setting up just wiffle ball games. Yeah. yeah. Like when we were kids, like, all right, who's pitching this game? <laughs> who's hitting clean? Because trust me, game? if you're on the mound, you know, like a manager comes out and takes you out of the game or whatever. And if but if say there were no managers, like hypothetically, and you're on the mound and be like, no, fuck it, I got this guy, and you give up a like, home I run. Got it. <laughs> And like your team's gonna beat the shit out of you in the locker room. Like, <laughs> you're, you're out. Yeah, you're, you're out of here. Yeah, like <laughs> do that shit again. You're done. No, do you have any? You know, besides obviously we went around the horn with our teams. Do you got? Did you guys see anything that you know stuck out to you? Oh, so well, like you I can't stuck out the most. I can't like. I don't. I didn't look up their schedules, but like one of the right. matchups I'm gonna love watching this year will be the uh, Angels and Dodgers, like out west. That yeah. That, I I got the Angels on. Some of the matchups I like, but I went Angels and A's. I think the Angels Athletics matchups are going to be awesome because both of those teams are on the rise. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're really going to be battling out for a roster spot. But any team against Houston? Well, I was I mean, going to say that? Dodgers <laughs> and Astros play against yeah, each other. They this do. Year. They, yeah, that's that's the my favorite matchup. And another cool one to think of: Yankees and Nats. Reigning World Series yeah. champs playing the Yankees. That's going to be cool to see. Yeah, I I, I do love the the Dodgers Astros you know matchup just because the the fucking beef the beef they have and they don't typically get those opportunities in a normal season right and now they're 
you know, division rivals. It, it, I don't know. That, that's going to be a good be... one to watch. <clears throat> and honestly, you can't go wrong with the Giants and Dodgers either. Yeah, that's always oh, a good yeah. series. Those fan bases hate each other. Literal. Yeah. Hate. There's some strong hate there. <laughs> like people getting injured in the parking lot. <laughs> and stabbed oh, yeah. and yeah. other shit. Bad. Yeah. Like, Bad That's stuff. an intense rivalry. Bad blood, man. Uh, but yeah, so um, I was looking around, you know, on MLB.com and, you know, kind of looking around the league and we do have some intriguing MLB debuts that are happening this year. Oh, absolutely. So in terms of players, player debuts, um, I thought it'd be a good idea just to, to kind of go around and see, you know, let's do one general MLB debut we're looking forward to and um, pick a couple or one, you know, debut you're looking forward to seeing with your personal team. Um, who wants to take crack at it? Do you want to split those or just say both while we're talking? Hit them both. Hit them both? Yep. Hey, well, uh, you kick it off. Let yeah. me kick it off? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll kick it off. Um, I've got I've got two Red Sox debuts I'm looking forward to. Um, I mentioned doing one, but I just couldn't really pick again. Like, I couldn't split these guys up. One's obvious. One's more of like a secondary uh, debut I'm looking forward to. But the obvious one is Alex Verdugo. Um, Alex Verdugo is in, you know, quite the difficult situation be- right. because he's getting this um, replacing Mookie Betts. And I said that in quotation marks uh, treatment from the Boston area and maybe like the national media uh, as well. And quite frankly, I don't like that term because it's not like the Red Sox sought this guy out and was like, all right, he's going to be our replacement for Mookie Betts. Like that's just what happened in the trade yeah. and that's just the best available that they can make happen. Right. Um, but that being said, if this kid could come in and do what all these analysts are saying he can do, then I'm not saying at all. Don't get the words twisted that we won the trade. Cause there's no chance of that, but it's not as bad as it looks. Right. If he can come in and just show promise, that's a win. Or if he can show, actual star capabilities that some people are putting future star on him. I'm all for it. So I want to see this kid come out 60 game season ball out, uh, show Boston what you got. He's young. Uh, he's fiery. He's out there. Um, so, I mean, just, just come out, show out. Can't wait to see that kid play. Not Hope to it shit works on out. your parade, but he's already made his MLB debut. September last year for the Dodgers. No, I'm talking about team debut. Oh, oh just team debut. What the fuck? You said MLB debut. An MLB debut to me I is spent a rookie. 45 minutes yeah, trying we to find some a time fucking on this. player that's going to like well, actually hell, I'm make gonna their fucking, debut. Let's go ahead and say it. Fucking Mookie playing for the Dodgers. My bad, boys. Well, then, <laughs> yes, well, then I'm then going, fucking, your specification is fucking I'm going awful. debut in terms of a team debut. So, sorry about that one. Uh, yeah, you dropped the ball on that, man. <laughs> And then I got a list of rookies over here. I'm like hyped about. Well, you can go with that too. You know? <laughs> uh, but my secondary one here, and Ethan, you're familiar with this guy, is Jose Peraza. Hey, good luck. No, I get it. Uh, he wasn't brought in to be like the star second baseman or anything like that. But I think he was a necessary signing. Um, him and Michael Chavis are going to split time at second base, and because Michael Chavis, I think, is going to spend some time at first base with Moreland. Um, so he fills a nice role in because of losing Brock Holt, right? We lost Brock Holt to the Brewers, right? Love Brock Holt, huge Brock Holt fan. Uh, but the fact of the matter is Jose Peraza is a younger, more athletic and just as versatile Brock Holt. Simple as that. He's a good defensive player. Yes. Now I know he struggles at the plate and this is like a perfect Heim Bloom signing, so I just want what I want from Peraza is I want him to like basically instill confidence in me that Heim Bloom understands what he's doing with this team. Like if Jose Peraza comes in and performs decently well, that means Heim Bloom has a plan and that plan is coming to fruition in Boston. That's kind of all I want from Red Sox this year's in terms of debuts. Um, overall MLB, I hope I don't. S- steal this one from anybody 
because I think it's, well, you already said Mookie Dodgers, which is obviously probably the number one answer. But I'm ready to see Anthony Renzone play for the Angels. Uh, obviously, we know what Rendon can do on a personal level. Um, he was a crucial piece of a World Series winning Nationals team and a true leader on that team as well. Um, but not only personal level here, I'm looking at the team he's on. He's debuting for the Nationals. And we all know Mike Trout has taken the burden of being the guy out in L.A. in terms of Angels. Um, and Mike Trout has never had kind of that secondary, that guy, to take some burden off of him. It was supposed to be Pujols. It was supposed to be Pujols, but <laughs> I, that might have been overstated in terms of his age, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, he could retire without a 300 batting average because of how terrible he right. is in L.A. And so now when you get Rendon out there, who's a coming off a World Series, uh, a leader in the clubhouse, not saying – Pujols wasn't, but um, now that you have a guy to kind of take some burden off Trout, you might see Trout have one of his best seasons because he's not just the only guy. It's hard to be better than the best, man. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, I totally agree no, with I that. I get what you're saying. But I, I just want to see uh, you have the opportunity here as an Angels fan for Mike Trout to have a hell of a season and Rendon to have a hell of a season. And then you're looking, you're probably looking at a World Series shot, honestly. And the Angels have not been in the playoffs when? Does anybody know off the top of their head? I thought it was 2010. A it long was, time. It was before, it was the, I think it was 2010 because Trout made his debut in 11, and it was the year before he yeah. made, because Trout's never seen the playoffs. Which is insane. So if we can get Randone, Mike Trout, Angels in the playoffs again, or for the first time, I mean. Uh, that that's just going to be good for baseball, and just want to see those dudes ball out together. Yeah, I'm pretty sure baseball is the only sport where the best player could be in the league for almost ten years and not see the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. It's that's absolutely that's a cool insane. aspect of baseball. That's that's why we love it. Yeah, absolutely. And now, since you know, I've had my spiel. I hope <laughs> that due to my bad word, and you guys had some time to. I, so I, I, some I prepared. Team I prepared. We actually talked about this before you got here. We're like, what did he mean? I'm like. We both thought rookies, but we got other ones. My bad on that. My B, my B, team debuts. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. So, I mean, obviously, we were going to troll you. And yeah, we were going to wait until you announce a bunch of rookies, and then we were going to shit on you with Mookie, but so you shit on us? <laughs> for me, <laughs> jokes on us? I'll uh, kind of go down your road. So, f as for the Reds players, so this is an actual, an actual Major League Baseball debut. Um, would be Shogo Akiyama that the Reds signed in the offseason. Oh, yeah. Which Japanese. he's played professional he's ball. He's played professional ball, but right. as far as Major League Baseball, this is his first season. Um, you know, the Reds need that leadoff hitter. Um, they've needed one for years. Uh, the guy hits the ball. Since the other badass Asian that played for you guys, Shinsu Chu. Oh, Shinsu. <laughs> he was a uh, badass. I looked up his spray chart because I was curious. Because you know, like a lot of Japanese-born players, they they use all parts of the field, and it was like highlighted fucking everywhere. Like he just sprays the ball all over the place. Has he got any power? Uh, he hit like a hundred and he has like a hundred and something, hundred ninety something career home runs, I believe. Not a whole lot of power, but enough. It'll translate um, to a little bit of power. 500, 500 something RBIs total career was. Uh, oh, I got his stats. How many years did he play over there? Do you know? Nine, I believe. Okay. So, so what um, is he like? Thirty. Low. 30s? I haven't looked up his age to be honest with you. Probably in his prime. But, uh, but I was looking. He's got a career batting average of three hundred four. So that's solid. He's a career three hundred yeah. hitter. So he's definitely going to get on base a lot. Um, Says on base percentage three seventy nine, OPS is a eight three six career. So he has two thousand two hundred and seven total bases. So it's definitely going to be fun to watch him. Um, is he a base stealing threat? Assuming so that he's a leadoff hitter. Let's see, stolen bases one hundred twenty four so in yeah, nine he, seasons. So yeah. he's he he can run a little bit. I mean, if you got that many in Major League Baseball, you're doing pretty good because. 
It's fucking hard to steal nowadays. Yeah. So I definitely going to be fun to watch that guy. Um, so I'll stick with the Reds again since we're doing, you know, just team, team debuts. debuts on that one. Uh, Cassianos for sure and Mustakas, both guys. Yes. Um, I was so pumped when we signed both of them. Like the Moose signing came kind of like wasn't really talked about during the offseason. Like I don't think we really – targeted the whole talk wasn't there and then all of a sudden they're like the red sign Mike Moustakas do a four year deal and I was like oh shit let's fucking go what? Right. same thing with Cassianos we signed him to a three or four year deal but he gets he has those options to opt out but I liked watching those guys play for other beyond teams. like being in a red uniform uh, yeah right. most with the Royals yeah that was fun his to watch. playoff run just I mean he's a World Series MVP wasn't he no I don't know about Ben Zobrist. Oh, it was Zobrist. That's right. Not MVP, but he made a damn good case yeah. for it. Yeah, for dude. Sure. There, there was there was a fan in the stands down the first baseline when yes, Moose Dogs coming to the bat. Moose fucking yeah, he'd hold up big old fucking Moose Sandlers. <laughs> yeah, like Moose. So uh, definitely there. Um, just there's a lot of debuts for the Reds that are going to be interesting for me to watch. So hopefully they pan out and we can make a run of this thing. Bauer. So then. Well, Bauer pitched last year. Oh shit, he did, didn't he? Yeah. So we got we got Wade Miley, oh, yeah. but I really don't give a shit about him. I Dude, could I totally give. forgot Bauer pitched last year. Holy cow! Yeah, he chucked the ball over the center field fence and the then got traded. That's right. <laughs> and Puig, that's the day Puig beat the shit out of half the Pirates and team went up to after Cleveland. he had already found out he was traded. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. That was that was a good day in baseball. That history. seems like five years ago. Yeah, it, it was last year. <laughs> but uh, so when you asked us that question I thought you were talking like an actual player making their MLB debut yeah I don't know so I did a My little bad. research and there, there's a kid for the White Sox he's 22 uh, Luis Robert stud is an absolute monster I watched some of his highlights and if you haven't seen this kid hit a baseball go look it up he murders it baseball porn oh yeah he he <laughs> cracks the shit out of it he's got tremendous power uh, he's got his like I said, he's 22 years old. Going to going to be their center fielder. Um, so definitely a kid to look out for. He's got a really bright future. I'm going to carry over with that a little bit. I got some of his numbers. So he's never even played a major league baseball game yet. And the White Sox already signed him to a six year, fifty million deal, fifty million dollar deal back in January. They yeah. said, "Here you go, sign it. We want you. Here you go." That's like is he is he Cuban? Incredible. Yeah, right? he's, he's a Cuban, Cuban born player. Yeah. They have a pretty good track record with Cuban-born players. Well, that's incredible. Fucking Ozzie Guillen. I mean, he was a Cuban-born manager. That, well, hell, they have made Jose Abreu. Yeah. Like, that guy's a stud. Like, yeah, now they're both going to be their core. Yeah. But, yeah, in the minors, last year alone, he hit three twenty eight with 32 home runs, and he's got speed, 36 stolen bases. So he's a he's basically like a – I'm not going to compare him to Mike Trout, but he's a center fielder with speed and power and contact. So that's kind of who you're going to compare him to a little bit. But I guess since I had to come up with something, the Cubs didn't do shit for moves in the offseason. So but, uh, probably the biggest signing was Jason Kipnis. So oh, J- yeah. Jason yeah, Kipnis, absolutely. yeah, he's going to play second base for us a little bit. I think more or less the intention is they wanted a veteran to groom Nico Horner at second base. They're going to platoon him? Yeah, Nico's supposed to be our stud second baseman of the future. But, you know, we need a little bit of depth. Kipnis was an option. He was cheap. He's been in the league for a long free time. Free agent or trade? No, it's free agent. Okay. So that was, I guess, my big Cub debut to look for. And then as far as an MLB debut, Ethan already said Luis Roberts, which I'm going to pick another guy that's not even played professional baseball yet. But you talk about hyping up the Angels. Joe Adele, he's a kid out of Ballard High School, right out of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, he, he was drafted. I think it was top five overall. And uh, last year he hit 289, had 37 extra base hits, and he did that in just 76 games. That's all he has to his name is 76 games. But he also starred for the USA Olympic qualifying team last year. So he's got the experience. He's young. Uh, I think he'll be somebody fun to watch. Hell yeah. And then I guess in an overall sense, since I screwed this up, I'll give you just my general sense that I think – we might see more MLB debuts this year than ever. Oh, absolutely. You know, given short season, who knows if guys contract the virus, get injured, 
you got that taxi squad of dudes who never, you know, played an MLB game. Uh, you might get some out of nowhere call ups and guys playing in positions that like, hey, go perform, Definitely. go do it, kid. Yep. Definitely. So that's something to look forward to. But without further ado, Ethan, do you have anything for us for Turner's Trivia? So we like to keep it themed on this show. Right. So one of our talking points that we just talked about was MLB debuts. Uh Uh-huh. So I started doing some research on, like I was going to say, like, which pitcher, you know, may have had the best MLB debut So in the last five or six years. Well, there's like fucking 30 of them. So, like, I wouldn't even... It was just going to be a huge wormhole. Questions are going to be too Those hard. Stats and numbers that we probably had no clue about. Right. So, then I just was like... I typed in MLB trivia, and I found one that uh, I'll let you guys... It's from MLB.com. It is... Hell yeah. Player nicknames. Oh, God. Okay. Player nicknames. This might be something we could... <laughs> who knows? I don't know. So we, I will, I will ask you, I will ask you the question and then I will... There are four options that MLB.com gives you. Oh, okay. So we got so multiple, multiple choice. choice. Okay. So we, we have a chance. You have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there <laughs> yeah, might absolutely. be a chance. Now, this might be one of the ones where you guys want to like maybe team up. Workshop it. We usually try that anyways, even when right. it's not the rules. <laughs> right. So... Okay, question number one. There's 10, 10 questions, so we'll do them kind of quick. We'll, okay. We won't take very long. Rapid fire. Them, yeah, rapid fire. Which player was known as the big piece? The big piece. The big piece. Was I was it, hoping you were going to say big poppy. I was was like, it hey. A, Frank Thomas, B, Mo Vaughn, C, Ryan Howard, or D, David Ortiz? What was B? Mo Vaughn. Uh, I'm going Mo Vaughn. Final answer. I'll roll with you. Incorrect. Ryan okay. Howard. Ryan Howard. No, I did not know Ryan. Damn it. I actually, I so Thomas I looked at that question. Hurt and the then big hurt. Poppy. I actually yeah. looked at a couple of these questions before I like decided to do what it. What was Mo Vaughn's nickname? I don't know. It uh, probably won't Was tell it Mo? <laughs> but I, I, I actually I actually know. knew the big piece was Ryan Howard. I did not know. I mean, I, we watched his career and I didn't. You, you I, were extremely if you guys confident. Fucking, if you guys fucking miss this, next one. <laughs> we're known to do that. Which player was n- named, nicknamed Big Mac? Oh, okay. <laughs> Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. Final answer. Put it in. Correct. Oh, Send my God. Let's go. Bank. I actually sat now, this in one, Big Mac lane when I was a kid. This one, I have... Uh, hmm. Which player was nicknamed the Big Cat? The Big Cat. Was oh. it A, Andres Galarraga? There's our buddy. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he had a nickname. Um, B, Al Kaline. K Kaline K A L Kaline K Line the Tigers Hall of Famer. Uh, C Magnolio Ordonez or D Hank Greenberg. What was the nickname uh, again? Honestly, Big Cat. For some reason, I want to say Magnolio Ordonez. I don't know if you want to ride with me there, but now I'm going Hank Greenberg. Ooh, I'll click one to see who's right. Yeah, that's fine. Neither. <laughs> Neither one of you is Andres Galarraga. <laughs> Galarraga did have a really? fucking nickname. Damn it. We the did, perfect we, game we, guy? We, we, yeah, we even talked about him, and we did not know he was named the Big Cat. Yeah, had no clue. Question number four. Who was nicknamed Crime Dog? Oh, I already know this. Uh, it's Fred McGriff. A, Greg Maddox. B, Fred McGriff. C, Tony Perez. Or D, Mo Vaughn. All right, let's go. Fred McGriff, he played for You're the You're confident in that. Yep, he's a crime dog. Let's go. Correct. Did he commit a lot of crimes? No, but like <laughs> they had like the Mad Dog. McGruff. Like, oh, yeah. McGruff. McGruff. Crime dog. Yeah. Oh, McGruff. McGruff. The, the yeah. cartoon. Yeah, yeah. That's ah, got it. This one's pretty easy, too. Uh, five, question number five. Who was nicknamed the Iron Man? Uh, oh. That would be Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken right? Yes, yeah. sir. Junior. Got to specify that. This one's pretty damn easy, too. Who was nicknamed Doc? Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels, oh, Roy Halladay, or Roy Oswald. How are you going to give four fucking answers that all pitch for the fucking Phillies? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's good company. Yeah. They were all, I'm pretty shit. sure they were all, well, besides Hamels, they had Lee, Halliday, and Oswald all at the same time. Yeah, they were all on that World Series wow. winning team. Incredible. But yeah, Doc Holliday. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which player was nicknamed the Splendid Splinter? Uh, tell me and I'll know it. A, Roger Maris, B, Mickey Mantle, C, Willie Mays, or D, Ted Williams? Splendid Splinter. Well, 
I Willie should. Mays was say, hey, kid. Teddy ball game was Teddy ball game. Unless that came later in his career. I, I don't I, know. I, I, part of me tells me it's Ted. Because, like, Teddy ball on, game what, came, like, probably. What's the options again? Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, or Ted Williams. I'm going, I'm going Ted. Ted? It's Ted. Oh, wow. I, thought, I had a feeling it was. Wow. I, thought I, I thought I'd heard that before. It's Ted. Yeah, Teddy Ballgame is probably like a post-career yeah. thing. That's something us asshole millennials like uh, to call it. Another fucking giveaway. Which player was nicknamed Junior? I'm going to go with... Cal Ripken Jr., Tim Raines Jr., Ken Griffey Jr., or Melvin Upton Jr. It sounds to me like they're all named Junior, but I'm, I'm going to go it's with Ken the, Griffey Jr. It's the kid. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't yeah, say the kid. Yeah, why didn't they say the kid? The kid. I have no idea. Oh, this one. I, you all should probably get this one, too. Uh, who was nicknamed the Flying Hawaiian? Oh, that's Shane Victorino. Give me options. It's Shane Victorino. Okay. Bang, bang. I, f- I, I knew that one. He's one of only, like, is, is he the only Hawaiian to play Major League Baseballs or two? I feel like there might be a second. If there's more, there's not many. There's very few. Last question. Who was nicknamed the Iron Horse? That is Lou Gehrig. The Iron Horse. It's fucking Lou Gehrig. Yep. Wow. Eight out of ten, fellas. Eight out of ten. Not wow. bad. Wow. Give us a round of applause. That's right. Now, granted, a little easy. Probably on the easier side. A little easier side. Hey, but sometimes you need to face the Orioles. I guess that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a fact. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you gotta you get gotta, hot. Sometimes you gotta open a sixty game we, season. We had a we had a good run there the first nine episodes where they were a little. I was a dick. They've been so, known to be tough. Eighty percent. That's a, that's that's a passing grade. Hey, that's all I needed. See, get degrees and we got a B, so I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take that every day of the week. Love that. Well, let's pass it on to Blakey Biceps for a segment we call This Week in in Baseball. All right, July 5th, 1947. So Jackie Robinson is known for breaking the color barrier, correct? Correct. Correct. Well, this guy gets a little overshadowed. Three weeks after Jackie made his debut, a guy by the name of Larry Doby, African-American player, made his debut in the AL, breaking the color barrier for the American League. And he did so for the Cleveland Indians. He was a seven-time All-Star center fielder. And uh, Indians owner slash president Bill Veck, who was actually the guy when he was younger planted the ivy at Wrigley Field, if you didn't know that, before he went on to own the Indians. He wanted to integrate baseball as early as 1942, but at the time, Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis rejected it. That's the same asshole commissioner that kicked out Shoeless Joe and wouldn't let him back in baseball. So this guy's got a track record for, for, for being a dick. And uh, Larry Doby was also the first black player to go straight from the MLB to the Negro Leagues because Jackie had to play right. minor league ball. Him and Satchel Paige also went on to become the first black players to win a World Series with the 1948 Cleveland Indians. Doby had also won a Negro League World Series with the New York Eagles in 1946. I have not fact-checked this, but I would be strong to bet he's probably the only player that's won a Negro League World Series and an MLB World Series. He was also a U.S. Oh, yeah. Navy vet that volunteered during World War II. And dude's just all around fucking yeah, badass. The dude's a fucking G. Like, be uh, like you uh, you want a guy to date your daughter? You want a guy like Larry Doby <laughs> to guy. date your fucking daughter? So yeah, he volunteered for the Navy to go to World War II. Returned to baseball in 1946, and that was the year he won the Negro League World Series. So he goes over, kicks the Nazis' fucking ass, comes back to segregated America and says, you know what, I'm going to go play in the Negro Leagues again, and I'm going to go win a fucking World Series. And two years later, he winds up in Major League Baseball and wins a Major League Baseball World World Series. Series. Jesus. Just call him DJ Khaled. Yes, because he the best. Another one. Another one. (laughs) But yeah, that's, uh, that's our guy there, Larry Doby. Yeah, uh, that's obviously uh, it's pretty. It's an interesting story because I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. His name's so overshadowed. Like nothing against Jackie, but this guy. I mean, Jackie was a vet too. Yeah, but this guy's just as influential to baseball yeah. history as Jackie was. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Now, we're gonna move on to the screwball. Ooh. And this is going to be a 643 podcast first. Oh, we're having a lot of those recently. Seems that way. And don't let it get too heated. 
because I don't want this podcast to break up. I don't want us to get mad at each other, but it could get very serious. All right. Yeah. Hit me with your best shot. So this is what I'm going to throw to you. Do you think that my child is going to be a boy or a girl? Holy fuck. What? <laughs> what that, am I holding up? That that's a one that is a Boston Red Sox onesie. Taylor What's is, that mean? That means you're gonna have a fucking kid. Shut yep. your mouth. That is one way to break the news is to do it on the podcast. My heart's beating really fast right I now. Would say so. <laughs> I would say so. Hell yeah, bro. Mine is beating for you. Let's go. <laughs> so uh fucking congrats. Congratulations, bro. That buddy. is badass. Thank you. I appreciate that. Before but, we um, get off of this, keep it held up. I gotta get a phone. Uh, <laughs> I won't show anybody because you clearly have Live. not broke the news, but <laughs> Yes. Live. Yes, that is bad. Uh, yeah, anybody want to take a shot? Uh, I'm. I feel like you would be a super good girl dad, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go girl. Hell yeah. You you were made to be a girl dad, and I mean that like with in a good way. Not not gonna lie, that was my first call. Yeah. Yep. Now, to save you a little stress, because I'm, I'm gonna go boy on this one. Uh, no offense, but raising a baby, a little girl, it's going to come out just like uh, <laughs> O'Kell's over there. <laughs> Be a little stressful on the on, Ooh, the, on the life. You could use another man in the house. Shout out. Just kidding, Kels. Love you. We love you. <laughs> but, uh, dude, that's I'm fucking pumped for you. That's, that's awesome. So do you know the gender? No. Okay. We're not that far. But, yeah. When so. did you find out? Oh. Before you went to Florida? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. How far along is she? Eight. Eight weeks? Yeah. Hell yeah. Badass, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you'll be knowing the gender here in like a month. Yeah. Hey, we, we're we not sure. I think. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe it's 20. We, we might keep it, you know, hidden from ourselves. I don't know. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I thought I'd throw a, a big old That's screwball. That's the biggest big <laughs> fucking screwball. <laughs> big old screwball. I whiffed on that mix. motherfucker. <laughs> and then there was one. Yes, sir. You know, yeah. well, as far as we know, right? Yeah. You, you don't have any kids, right. like, yeah. just sure. out there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, gonna be a dad. Joining the dad squad with it's, Blakey Biceps. It's the best squad, here. man. It's the shit. <laughs> so, uh, listen. Like, subscribe, rate, review, follow. Obviously, we need y'all's interaction. No sliding in the DMs this week but hey listen you guys deserved a week off it was a holiday weekend yeah you deserved a week off yeah you you came strong pre-holiday weekend hey that's a that's in baseball terms if you don't have to go to the bullpen buddy you're fucking yeah yeah we got nine hey. we got nine innings <laughs> out of the starters <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh but yeah um blakey biceps any final thoughts <laughs> You blew me away with the screwball. <laughs> I'm just stoked for you, man. Um, can't wait to see the little guy or girl and watch you guys grow as a family. It's going to be badass. Hell yeah. Another Red Sox it. fan was born. Oh, yeah. Take that, Yankees. Oh, yeah. We're adding <laughs> to the mix. Hey, shout out just another Red Sox fan who was born the other day. One of our buddies, Connor and Absolutely uh, Whitney. Oh, Congratulations yeah. to them. Beard. He sent out a, a Snapchat this morning. They already had him in some Red Sox gear. Yeah, so. said Boston's newest fan or yep. something like that. Love that. Love seeing that. That's cool. I don't dislike the Red Sox, so I'm down. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Ethan? Um, ready to watch some of these MLB debuts and ready to watch uh, Little Baby make a debut into the world. So I want to revert on what I said. Fuck MLB debuts. I'm ready for this one. <laughs> this is true. It's going to be a hell of a debut. Hey, so I guess we can call this a player to be named later. Yes. I've always wanted to use that. So. <laughs> Player to be named later, absolutely. No names. No genders yet. I dig it. Little raspberry, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, my final thought, going to be awesome to be a dad, be a father, uh, see Kels be a mother. That'll that's, be cool. That's going to tear me up. Yeah. Uh, cry like a oh, baby yeah. during Dude, you, wedding day. Honestly, so like, it's going to tear me up. You've never known how much you can love your spouse till you see how much they love your child. And absolutely. then it's like a fucking game changer. Absolutely. Uh, so looking forward to that final thought on MLB. Listen, I know we're going to have these testing issues 
We're going to have some hiccups along the way, but I really do think this can work out. We've seen the plan. We've seen what's supposed to happen with, with testing protocol. Um, it seems pretty clear, cut and dry. If people are doing their jobs and people are making smart decisions, we're going to have a season and the season's going to be successful. Can't wait to see these games being played. And then finally, we are going to get into more baseball. You know, we're, we're going to come at you with predictions, division winners, uh, playoff predictions. Uh, it's coming soon. Stay tuned. And with that being said, 643 Podcast out. Sure. I'll drink it. You want a red, white, and blue? Have you ever had one? Give him one. He needs to try it. Red, white, and... They're, they stand for red, white, and blacked out. Those are good, too. We're drinking seltzers this episode. Could get wild. I, I don't have that many, so I don't think we're going to get too <laughs> fucking wild. Hell yeah, we will. And these are America edition... It says berry citrus and blue raspberry, but to me it just tastes like freedom and...